1: gentlemen i'm your host blake ruffino this is believe in podcast i am with our good great co-host terrence copper former saints wide receiver got more accolades than i can repeat on this show we'd be here all night talking about all the great stuff that our good friend terrence has done terrence what's up tonight my man blake what's going on man well look episode one in the books episode two here we come uh huge show in store though tonight Mm -hmm. sean payton allegedly in trade talks with the Panthers. We'll touch on that. Uh, the sca- the Saints released their schedule. Uh, I'll pick your brain a lot on that. Uh, mm-hmm. On the schedule, we were talking a little bit off air about three divisional games to start off the season. That's, that's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we'll touch on that and so much more. But, man, I, I don't really even know where to start. But, nevertheless, it's going to be a fun show.
0: Yeah, look, I'm excited about it. Uh, And like I say, talking about the schedule, that's crazy. I've never seen anything like it before. I know we're going to get into it, but that's crazy. All
1: right, well, let's do this. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to your Facebook group. So many of you joining us are watching us on Facebook. Do us a favor right now. Hit the like and share. Share to all the Saints and NFL Facebook groups. If you're listening to us on the Believe or AYS YouTube channels, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. And if you're listening to us on the audio podcast platform, don't forget to get don't forget to hit that subscribe, rate, and review there as well. Uh, TC, let's pay some bills around this thing because we got a lot to talk about. None better than our good friends over at BetOnline.ag, guys. We'll be back in 48 seconds. Our partners over at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for <laughs> all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's easy to get started, so head on over to their website. Use BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code BELIEVE. That's B L. E-A-V. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag BetOnline.ag T-City listen, I've been thinking about this all day. Mm -hmm. You you play for Sean Payton and you know him better than I do. Um, But if you missed it today, it was widely reported Michael McCarthy not, not, not the Dallas head coach, but Mike McCarthy, the reporter okay. uh, reported today that the Carolina Panthers are trying to initiate trade talks with Sean Payton to be their next head coach. Uh, man, I, I got to tell you, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this mm-hmm. feels like a a, 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 a Sean's just trying to negotiate with the TV contract. I, I don't believe it for a second. I, I really don't, but well. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know how players and coaches are. Is he getting that itch already?
0: Mm. You know, you know what the crazy thing about it is. He may be. He might. He's. He may be missing the game. He may be missing the game. And my whole thing is, what are they going to trade for him? I,
1: well, <laughs> if it's if it's in division, like if this mm-hmm. were. I, I, I trash on Cleveland all the time, but I can't do that. They're a playoff team. If this were the Cleveland of old, okay, mm-hmm. maybe a couple first round picks, you know, um, two or three, maybe a late round pick. But since this is in division, you're gonna have to give me two, two, three first round picks and a player. And I, I you know who, you know what I would do too, TC. You know what I was, I was picking my my brain about this. Could you imagine Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey in the same backfield? I know that the salary cap would be crazy, but man, I, I mean, if you're going to trade for Sean Payton, I mean, wouldn't you want to? Uh, I mean, in division, you got to get something big, bro, right? You, you got to get something big. I don't
0: know if the Panthers got enough on their roster or enough players, enough good players in their roster that I'm going to trade for. Even with Christian McCaffrey, we talk about Christian McCaffrey. He's never healthy.
1: When is so he healthy? True. So true.
0: You know, and truthfully, I mean, I know this is Saints podcast, but the Panthers need to get rid of McCaffrey. Because, like I told you before, uh, Coach Parcells always say, you can't help the club in the tub. And he <laughs> stays hurt. I got to write that hurt. down. You can't help <laughs> the club in the tub. Yeah, he stays hurt. You know, so I wouldn't want to see McCaffrey here because, <clears throat> judging by his record and his past, he's not going to play like that many games anyway. You know, and plus, I'm not—I wouldn't make the trade because I don't want Coach Payton in my division. I agree with that. Yeah, uh,
1: if he's getting the itch, go do it somewhere else. You know, yeah, like, or come back. Well, I, I guess he can't come back, but uh-uh. yeah, go somewhere else. I, I, it seems like Amazon's playing a little tough to get. It, look. This seems Sean Payton to me. Okay? Tom Brady signs a contract with Fox for $37 million a year. Mm-hmm. Okay? Sean Payton mm-hmm. comes back and says, "Well, hey, I want I want 30." And they're like, "See ya." And then he's and then they this gets this this feels typical Sean Payton to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. "Well, what you going to pay me?" Um, TC speaking on that though. Sean walked away, and I know that you talked about this and an old podcast, but news is news, and your former head coach possibly going in division. Um, is it wild? You know, I was thinking about this today. Is it wild to you that a guy in an announcer booth is the most paid person, like, per year in that building? Like, if you really think about it. Like, Tom Brady's going to be in the same building as himself mm-hmm. playing like he would be, he'd be, he makes more going up to the booth than him throwing a touchdown pass to Mike Evans.
0: That's crazy, isn't it? That's crazy. But you know what? The thing about it is, those announcers, those commentators, they do a lot for the game. They make the game interesting. Uh, Cause truthfully, to me, the best announcer now is Tony Romo. Oh, you can't, I like, right. I feel like Tony Romo should be the highest paid, him and Collins. I like Collins as well. Uh, but Tony Romo right. should be the highest paid announcer right now than anybody but i don't know it's crazy man I and this is the crazy thing about it is they get they throwing all this money at uh, a tom brady or if coach peyton get it but they really don't know how good they are yet when it comes to announcing games
1: they don't i mean they gotta sit tom brady down in front of a microphone and listen to him before they give him $37 million a year, right? I mean, exactly. but you, but, 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 TC, <laughs> here's the thing. And, and look, as the season gets here and, and we continue to do the live stream podcast, I'm going to get more X's and O's out of you that maybe the normal fan doesn't know. You can't, right. t- you can't teach what you know, right? Like right. to the normal fan, what you've done and what you do, it's not typical. You know, again, mm-hmm. half of 1% does what you ever did. Um, Would you be mad, though, Sean Payton came back to coach this quickly? You know, we saw no, Tom I, come out of retirement. Would, would you be upset with Sean if he did it? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't because when you go
0: home from, from you coaching and you having that, that work schedule where you're there 5 o'clock in the morning and you don't get home until 10 o'clock at night, there's a lot of stuff at home that you don't have to deal with you know, because you're, you're, you're just focused on coaching. Well, sometimes I'm not saying this is the reason, but sometimes when you're home all the time and you got so much time on your hand, you want to go back and do something different or do something. So I wouldn't be mad if he came back to coach. I feel like he's probably getting that itch to coach again. he has been doing it for what, 20 some years, you know? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if he came back and coach because I know he's getting that itch. Tom Brady, he retired for what? A couple of months. If
1: that, if if that, if that, he's
0: back, and he's back. You know, well, even the
1: even the Tom Brady thing. There's a lot of shadiness behind it. You know, here's a see, look, TC, and this is again. You know him better than I don't. So again, I you you know what this was what I'm about to do. Tell me where I'm wrong, okay? Because you're more level-headed than me. But if you remember earlier, the or late last week, early this week. Mm-hmm. No, it was no, it was last week. The whole Tom Brady Miami Dolphins saga. Mm-hmm. The head coach Sean Payton. Okay, and so my thought is, look, one time, all right, it's a stupid little leak. They're trying to make something happen in Miami. Whatever mm-hmm. that gets shot down. TC, this is take two. Yeah. So, so what happens if Sean Payton starts getting? Into another coaching search, another coaching part of this. Mm-hmm. At that point, TC, I gotta be honest, I I it seems like Sean just wanted out of New Orleans and he didn't want to, it, the Saints to pay him out. That's what it sounds like to me. Now, again, again, you're gonna you're gonna level head me here. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Tell me where I'm wrong. He's too connected to the community. He's too connected to the Saints. He's
0: too connected to the Saints to do it like that. I just feel like He just got an itch to come back. And truthfully, he's the best coach that's on the mark that's not coaching. There's no question. Yeah, so you're going to have a ton of teams that's going to be reaching out, trying to trade for him, uh, whether he's initiating it or not, or behind the scenes, somebody else initiating it. But to me, if I'm a team and I need a coach, I'm going to throw the kitchen sink trying to get him, trying to get him to come out of retirement because good coaches are hard to come by. And Coach Payton is a proven coach with the Super Bowl, and he's amazing running the offense. So when you get Coach Payton, you're gonna get a head coach, you're gonna get a great leader, and you're gonna get an amazing offensive coordinator. So you're gonna get three of those things with one person. You know, so I don't know why a team wouldn't, especially if I need a co- if I need a coach, why a team wouldn't come after Coach Payton. So I don't think it's Coach Payton that's kind of doing this behind the scenes. I just feel like teams want Coach Payton because he's the best coach out there.
1: Well it's he it's certainly his agent, it's certainly somebody, but i i tend to i tend to agree with you a little bit i last thing, and I want to get to the saints schedule we got a lot of saints actual football to talk about. Mm-hmm. You talk about the coordinator now, look as a former center guy played at the f c s look i I love talking offense like mm-hmm. more sometimes than I love to breathe um mm-hmm. take me take me there though like Are there things – because you've been around a lot of great coaches, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, What separates Sean Payton? Because Bill Parcells had Bill Belichick and he had Sean Payton. The one Mm -hmm. he talks about the most and glowingly the most was Sean. Mm -hmm. When you're in the the meeting room, when you're in the – when you're going through plays like – and he's like, hey, Drew, this is going to work. You got to listen to him. Like, this is going to work. Does your, does your football IQ, your mind just start exploding week after week being around Sean Payton?
0: Yes. You know why? Because when we're in our meeting rooms and we're – so let, I'll give you a prime example. So, fans, I'm going to take you through what it looks like the day when we're installing the offense.
1: Oh, God, this so, is so good.
0: Yeah, so when we get to, let's say, okay, the game is on Sunday. Monday we come in, we lift weights, work out, watch film from the game on Sunday. Tuesday is our day off. Wednesday – is when we install the offense as a team. And when we install the offense, we all first we're gonna be in the, the team meeting room and we're gonna put up the team that we're playing. We're gonna put them up <laughs> there uh, and we're gonna have everybody at the positions like three deep at the position. So if they're in a four three, you're gonna have the four down linemen and the and everybody that plays. So you got a defensive end, you got three guys at the defensive end, there's first string, second string, third string, right on down to the safeties. So you're gonna have that depth chart. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that depth chart, you're going to have their weaknesses and their strengths. So you're going to know exactly what this person do, what he's good at, what he's what he struggles at. If he's a high motor guy, it's going to be on that paper. He's a high motor guy. You got to keep working, he's never going to stop. Or if it's a defensive back, you know, this guy his footwork is bad, you know, or this guy's a hitter, he's not really a cover guy. So you're going to have all this stuff broken down for you. And so once we split up to individuals, to where now the uh, Coach Payton has the offense, now every play we go through and we're installing these plays, this is no lie, it takes about 15 to 20 minutes sometimes, maybe about 15 minutes sometimes, to go through one play. 15 to 20 minutes just to break down one play. He is so detailed with everything. That's I'm talking so about wild. From, your, from your split, from where you line up, where – Where if you're going to sit in the curl area this is what i want you to do i need you to do this because so this guy can do this and we can do this and so everything is so detailed and it's broken down so where when it comes to game time you know exactly what you're going to do you know exactly and it's not just for one coverage so when we work in these plays of course we got plays designed for certain coverages but okay if they're in this coverage this is what we're going to do. If it's in, if they're in this coverage, this is how we're going to do it. So it's not just, we're just throwing plays up there. We're actually breaking out each play, no matter what coverage they're running. We know how to run this play. We know how to beat them on certain things, you know? So it's just his detail, his attention to detail on every single play is amazing. And it don't matter how long it takes to go through this play. We're going to get through that play. We're going to, we're going to pay attention to detail and that's why the team is so good, because they pay attention to detail. Every single detail, especially offensively.
1: Last one, because this is so just goddamn good. Let's just say you you talked about you spend about 15 to 20 minutes on one play. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you go through the kill-kill stuff, too? Or is that the play that's already called in, you know, two plays called in? Because, look, the favorite word of Drew Brees – Mm-hmm. was Blue Day 7 and kill, 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 kill. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if your trips bunch right, like the ultimate Sean Payton formation, trips bunch mm-hmm. right, you got Colston or Michael Thomas X on the outside. Like, if, if Drew knows it's cover two and you got a backside hitch, like, mm-hmm. is that something y'all do during the week or is that a play that was already called in the huddle? or, or Because you talk about the 15-20 minutes, is the kill, kill sign put into that?
0: Yes, yeah, so those plays, we already worked these plays already. You know, so when, when Drew will call a play, he's calling two plays. So he'll call a play, and he'll say killed, and he'll call a different play. So when we break the huddle, we already got two plays in our head. And Drew is the one that decides if he's going to kill it to the next play or if he's going to stay with that play. But he calls two plays in the huddle. And also we have alert stuff as well. So you may hear Drew say, alert, alert, alert. And so what that is, is if we're running the ball to the left, let's say that safety drops down to that side and he alerts it. All we're gonna do is go, so we may call a uh, strong right, uh, power 36. 36, we going to the right side, we going to the six hole. Right. Uh, let's say the safety comes down on that side.
1: Or, kill, kill, flip thought, it or something like that?
0: We'll flip it. He'll say alert, 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 but he gonna call two plays in the huddle again. So it's a uh, strong right, power 36, alert 35. So if if that safety drops down and we can't go to the six uh the six he going to say alert alert alert. We already know we going the opposite way. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a lot of things that we already got plugged in uh that's already there. Even you got yellow calls. You know, yellow calls is is just a bunch of you know, we go through the cadence yellow 18. Yellow 18, they don't understand that yellow is a what can I say a fake word for us? So where we're not, we're not going to snap that ball. If he starts saying yellow, he's not, we're not going to snap it, but the defense doesn't know that, you know, so they're still, they're going to show their hand. If they're blitzing and we get about to snap the ball, they're blitzing. They're going to show it. And then he get out of it and get into the regular cadence, you know? So it's just, it's a lot. He do.
1: Um, we got to get to saints, but I just want to say this. It's a lot like Peyton. So there was a podcast with Ray Lewis and Peyton Manning, and it was eating Ray Lewis alive. He's 30 minutes into this thing, and he's like, all right, what does Omaha mean? What does Omaha, (laughs) Omaha mean? What does Omaha, Omaha, uh, he goes, Ray, it it never meant anything. It, It never meant anything. It was the verbal communication. If I lifted my left leg, it was this. If I patted my left butt cheek, it was this. If Mm -hmm. I hit my helmet, it was this. And Mm -hmm. I had y'all confused with the Omaha's. Y'all had no idea. You weren't paying attention to anything else. And it's (laughs) – Terrence, look, you can't can't put a price on what you just said. Mm -hmm. Right? Like you can't because I've never been there. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. (laughs) We've had our piece on Sean and Drew and all that Mm -hmm. taking us in the deep dive. Look, man, at least for me – There's no no better content than what we just talked about. But but we do got to get to the same schedule. The schedule was released today. We're going to throw it up here. Zach, can you – or Poo, can you all throw the schedule up here um, for us? So, TC, look, the schedule was um, released today. I'll run through it in order. Mm -hmm. Let's just go through the first three games. You got Atlanta. You got – you're at home against Atlanta. You go to Tampa, and then you're home against Carolina – Let's stop there very quickly because you said something to me off camera. In your entire playing career, you never went up against three divisional opponents in a row. We're seeing the NFL do that. There are, there are actually, and I, I was sent this, there are actually two other teams that it's happened to. It's kind of like a test run. Mm-hmm. I, what, is that, what does that do? What? what I mean, that 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 seems off. That's not the NFL. What's going on here, in your opinion? You know, I don't know, but I
0: like I told you earlier, I've never seen anything like that. Uh, and truthfully, the way that schedule is set up, those first three games could really decide if we win our division or not. Off the first three games, right? Because if you if you let those games go, now you zero three in the division. You know, that's a tough hole to climb out of. You know, that's not being. 0-3, oh, but there's no division games, those division games count. You know, of course, all the rest of the games count as well. They're just important. But you really want to win those division games. And if you're playing three back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, you know, that's that's tough. I've never seen anything like it. Now, we have played, played games where, you know, we had one division game early or the first game of the year, right. one division game. But even maybe two games, two division games in a row, at the beginning of the season. Maybe, but never have I seen a team play three division games,
1: they first three games out the box. I've never seen that. It doesn't feel right playing the Falcons week one. It it, it, it like legitimately doesn't feel right to have the twenty eight and three Super Bowl losing Atlanta Falcons as mm-hmm. week one. You know, like I I, I I I I I don't know what they're trying to look. Roger Goodell and his staff are smarter than me, okay. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, there's got to be some reason why they changed it, and and I understand that, but it doesn't feel right. And look, we're 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 creatures of habit. Like we don't like change, okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, like you said, you could be zero and three, and you could have. I mean, Copper, you uh, look, you could do a lot of good things in you know the rest of the way, but you're still zero three in your division. I still think though they're two and one in those first three. I don't trust Marcus Mariota. I don't trust the Panthers. Nope. You know what the truth is? Even though it is divisional games, man, you could come out of this two and one, and we've and you said Tuesday, we've had Tampa's number. Copper, what if you start the season three and zero in your division?
0: That's what I'm thinking. Three and zero. I mean, and and to kind of go back to. Tell me this. Do we play Tampa home or away? Uh, Tampa is on the road.
1: No. Oh, no, 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 no no, game, no, 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 Um, We have Tampa at home. So it's Atlanta. Excuse me. Atlanta on the road, Tampa at home, and Carolina on the road. I, I apologize. So Tampa's at, at home.
0: Where? When I look at that schedule and I see Tampa at home, that helps out the Saints. And the oh, reason why I say that not – not just because of the home home field advantage, but you in the dome for what the first two games mm-hmm. and it's hot in September. It gets hot. We went down to, when I played uh, in new Orleans, we went down to, to Tampa early in the season like that. And when I tell you Tampa was beating us pretty bad. So we was in a two minute drill the entire second half and it's a hundred degrees outside. I don't know if anybody what a two minute drill is, Two-minute drill is when you don't huddle, everything is hurry up because you can beat by three or four touchdowns in the second half. We couldn't get anything going. So after that game was over with, every receiver had to get an IV because it was cramping up because it was just so hot and so brutal playing early in the season that was bad in Florida. Hmm. That's brutal. So just the fact playing indoors two weeks in a row, that helps out the Saints tremendously
1: you know copper I'm <clears throat> that's why that's why you're the goat I didn't even think about that you know like I don't uh-huh. I, I, I don't think about the dome stuff you know what I mean like I don't uh-huh. think about being indoors that's something crucial now look we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk a lot about those first three weeks because it's divisional copper here was the biggest thing for me is these next three weeks okay mm-hmm. you're at home Okay, so look. Let's just call it. Even if you, even if you lose to Tampa, Mm -hmm. okay, you're very. It's very likely that you come two and one, but then Mm -hmm. you got the you you got the uh, Vikings at home. You got struggling Seattle at home, Mm -hmm. and then and then you go Bengals. Okay, so look, man. Look, it gets brutal. (laughs) It's brutal. But at least you're at home. So, so look, TC. This is what we were talking about last week. Your brutal games are at home. Like True. if if you look at it, Bengals at home, LA at home. Now you could say San Francisco on the road, but you got the Ravens at home. You got the Raiders at home. I, mm-hmm. I mean, really and truthfully, the toughest opponent that you have on the road that's not in your division is San Francisco. Of course, it is. I mean. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Roger. Of course it is. It's always that. But look, you got Joe Burrow coming back home. You got to go. I mean, look, the Vikings I get's in London. So, yes, mm-hmm. you know. But regardless, like, it's a neutral site. Like, yeah, whatever. So, look, the it's a brutal schedule. I don't know, TC. I, I don't want to overreact. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to overreact. But they they. They could get there, man. With good play, they can get there. It, it lines up perfectly for them in a way. Yeah, you you know what? They're gonna have to play the butt off though.
0: Every week, they they cannot overlook any team that they're gonna. No play. doubt. You know they got to go into it focused every single week because even though some of these games they're like I said they're at home, but we seen last year. You know, like you said early last on the last uh, podcast. We should have beat the Giants at home. Oh God. And we gave it away. You know, so even though we're playing home, you still can't take these guys lightly, these teams lightly, uh, because you know, it's just so hard to win in the NFL. I do like the fact that that we are playing, you know, uh, what is the the AFC North, you know, with um with the Ravens. Uh, the Bengals, the Steelers, and Cleveland, because when you look at it, the Steelers may be a a heavy run. Team. I know back in the past, still used to be heavy run.
1: Well, and and they got Kenny Pickett, uh, uh, mm-hmm. a rookie quarterback. They're gonna have to run the ball with Najee.
0: They gotta run it. And then Baltimore, they done drafted like three tight ends, so you know they're going back to their regular offense. They're gonna be running it. Uh, and then you have uh, the Browns. They are a, they're gonna be a running team. They got two. Two amazing running backs and Chubb and who's the other running back here from Kansas City? Um,
1: Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Right,
0: Kareem Hunt. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if we come back and we are uh, a resemblance of what we were last year when it comes to stopping the run, I think that goes. That's great for us being able to stop their run because our run defense was amazing last year. You know, so it's going to be a tough schedule. We got to take it one game at a time. But when I look at this schedule. I look at it like it could be it could be good, but it also or it could also real bad, right?
1: <laughs> I mean because bad. look, the truth is, from week six to quite honestly, quite honestly, week sixteen or week even week seventeen, it's a it's a dog fight, yeah. Okay, because you got the reigning AFC champs, Bengals, Kyler Murray's a dog, Raiders. You can't overlook him with Josh McDaniels. How do you stop Lamar? Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh, man. I mean, Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season ever in his history, so why would he start now? LA, the Super Bowl champions, San Francisco. Then you got the Bucs again. Then you got a bye. Okay, the one thing is that they have a bye. It's not early in the season as it normally has been. Then you have a break with the Falcons. I say break. You know what I mean? But then you got Deshaun Deshaun Watson and that running attack, and then you got Jalen Hurts and that team that beat you a season ago. Mm Mm-hmm. TC, you got to start three and zero in a way, you, at you least to. two and one, at least two and mm-hmm. one. There's because look, and, and I don't mean this in a wrong way. Um, I'm a Saints fan through and through. I love Joe Burrow to death. Mm-hmm. Okay, as a guy that's grown up and covers LSU now, and now that and covering the Saints, Joe Burrow's a different guy in this boot, bro. So yeah. you know, it's like one. It's like one of those things that. You got to be cautious of. Like sometimes it's like you were talking about in 2006. Atlanta didn't have a shot. It didn't matter what you're doing. You got right. Jamar and you got Joe. It's it's going to be a different beast. Um, mm-hmm. Let me ask you this Is there, when you look at this schedule, is this team a playoff team? Because, man, I mean, look, I, I think that they can get there, but. Uh, you know like you said it's either one way or the other i don't think either they're gonna really do good or they're or or they're gonna be like last season it's gonna they're gonna it's gonna be on the on on the i don't want to say bad side but maybe you're seven to ten or something like that
0: this is a playoff team because i feel like we will win the division we will win our division um like i said the other games of course the other games is important as well but I think we can win our division. I just think our division is weak this year, is weak. Uh, and and even with Tom Brady, like we said on the last pack, we done beat him the last six times we played him. You know, so God, I feel like our dude. division is weak. So I feel like that is, like is going to help us a lot, the fact our division is weak and we can win our division. So, But I, I feel like we are a playoff team. But one thing we have to take it, one thing how we did it, when we had 16 games in the season, and that was 17, but we played it by quarters. All we was trying to four, do
1: four quarters, right?
0: Four quarters. We're right. trying to go three and one every quarter. Go three and one. If you go three and one, what is that? You are so
1: in old in in old schedule. You're twelve and four.
0: You're twelve and four. You're in. You're in. You know. You you want to win all your home games and win half of your away games. You know. So that God, you know that's so in.
1: Sean Payton esque. That's, that bill, that's so bill that's so bill parcells ask that's it <laughs> God. Cool, that's what you want to do tc let me ask you a personal question mm-hmm. how much did bill parcells and sean payton rub off on you because I've, I've i've like when you just said that like your face turned to sean payton like i, I literally <laughs> felt like i was just talking to sean payton like <laughs> i mean seriously um is but is that so? Look, you play for Parcells and Peyton. Is that preached elsewhere? Like, is that kind of a known thing in the league? Like, how you want to attack it?
0: So, you got to think about it. My career has been under the same coaching staff almost my entire career. So, uh-huh. I, like I said, I retired in my 10th year. So, right, listen to this right here. I was in Dallas for two years, right, with Coach Peyton as the offense coordinator, Bill Parcells head coach, Todd Haley was the receiver coach, right. Todd Haley was the receiver coach. Well, when I left uh, Dallas, I went to New Orleans where Sean Payton was there again, was the head coach. When I left New Orleans, I played a half a year with Baltimore. But when I, left New or- when I left Baltimore, I went to the Chiefs with Todd Haley, who was my receiver coach in Dallas, was the head coach. So I've been in the same coaching regime almost my entire career. So I'm going to talk a lot. Like the way they talk, because that's how I that's how I came up in the league. That's how I stayed in the league.
1: It's so interesting, man. It's like so my my old head coach in in college he could never find his keys, and for some reason neither can I. You know, <laughs> I, I feel like we adopt their habits. You know, when yes. you're around a when you're around another man that you look up to for that long. Mm-hmm. You you start creating
0: their habits, um, and, and and your team takes on the personality of your head coach.
1: It kind of does, you know. Yeah. Like, bro, this is so Louisiana, bro. We came up with a rap rap song called "Hit to Sean Payton," and he's doing this, <laughs> bro. He's hitting that he's hitting the soldier boy in the back of the in the back of the locker room. I mean, what is that, Sean? Like, come on, bro. But but. But to your point, the team took that on though. You got Jameis Damn. in the corner with crutches, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I, <laughs> I mean, that's it's a,
0: it's a great time in the locker room when you win it, man. It's always a good time in the locker room when you win it. Um,
1: so let me let's get to this. Let's get to the end of it or end of the schedule, and then we'll. Uh oh, I don't know what I did. I have no idea. Somebody help me. There we go. That's why you have producers. That's exactly why you have producers. All right, so the back end's a little bit easier. Okay, 15, week 15, 16, 17, or 17, 18. Um, TC, when you look at this as a player, so let, let, let's let talk about this. When you look at this as a player, do you go into it and say, like, hey, let's split the middle of the season, let's win the first of the season, split the middle of the season and win the last part of the season? Like, is that something you think about? Are you, are you like game to game? Like, Hey, we're going to do this, this, like how, when you as a player see the schedule, how do you break it down?
0: So when we first see the schedule, because like I said, it's a difference when you're looking at the schedule, when you're in season and when it's just the off season, like it is now. Cause the first thing we're going to do, we're going to look at the schedule. We're like, okay, we got these guys, we can beat them. This game gonna be a dogfight, you know. I don't know about these guys because they they tough. I don't know. You never say that you're gonna lose, but you just be like, I, I don't know. But that's how we look at it. Each game during the off season. Now, when the season comes around, we take it game by game. We take it game by game. You can't afford to look ahead at anybody because if you don't look, if you don't pay attention to what you're doing right now, you're gonna get beat. You have to take and stay focused on each team week to week. You cannot look for. You cannot look ahead. It's a rat trap if you look ahead. I'm telling you, you gotta stay focused on week to week.
1: I don't know how to ask this, but I look at his schedule, mm-hmm. and I look at Jameis, and I'm worried. You know, like it. The only reason because. It's not like you're playing you, like, bro, we're playing the AFC North. Mm-hmm. You're playing the toughest d- historically defensive division in the in the NFL over the last 20 years. Yeah. Um but the one thing for me, and, and and TC, I said this on my show that before doing this, but um he's more mature. You know, like does a mature Jameis lead you to you know, getting you a couple more wins than you, maybe you shouldn't have, and you, the interesting thing for me is if if Jameis is able to, because look, Jameis won you won you the game in Seattle last year. People don't remember that. Like mm-hmm. him having eighty rushing yards won you the game. Alvin Alvin didn't run for one, but like one point nine yards per carry. Um, yep. do you think this is a brutal schedule for any quarterback though? Because TC they're they're tied I think for fourth of fourth t- t- toughest schedule in the in the NFL. I mean, that's that's just so brutal, man.
0: It is brutal. It is brutal, but I think Winston the fact that he has matured uh as long as we keep him out of certain situations. And I know this sounds cliche, but we have to run the ball. Again, I don't he has matured but I don't want to have to test him every week throwing the ball forty times a game. That's how you get the thirty picks.
1: So, you know, so, so what do you do? What do you do with Alvin being out though?
0: I mean, we got to make it happen by committee. One, but one thing you got to realize that we like throwing the screen a lot. A screen play is, is an extended run for us. You know, that's a, that's a run play for us. The screens. So we just got to mix stuff up uh, and, and get some passes out there, but maybe maybe not down the field all the time, just getting it out in your receiver's hands quickly, some quick game stuff, but just really trying not to put this in, in certain situations. Now, we got to get in those situations. And you get a lot of money. Then You got to do what you got to do because you are the quarterback. You are an NFL quarterback. So you got to do what you have to do. But if we can keep him out of certain situations all the time, I think we'll be successful. But you don't want you you don't want that team where we our run game is non-existent because that's when it's gonna get bad.
1: How do I want to say or ask you this? Um, <laughs> I I agree. Mm-hmm. Were you ever in training camp and you were like you saw a guy that like from a uh, Delgado or Xavier or mm-hmm. uh, BYU or like. Uh, Washington State Tech University, you know, and and like I I still have like a very small inkling that the Saints, the reason they don't get another running back is because they feel like they got somebody, you know, like who's, you know, who is that guy that they feel like they just went and stole, you know, because that was like the Sean Payton uh, mantra, it's like the Jeff Iron mm-hmm. mantra. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. I think that they, they they're going to do it by committee. I feel like they think that they stole somebody mm-hmm. and and we'll see. Um, but look, you, you got good, you got talent, you got a great defense. Um, yep. you know if you go 12 and five uh, 11 and four or 13 and four in the and, and with this schedule, TC you could you could be a number one seed. And yeah. if you do something like that, then man, sky's the limit. Um, couple more. Uh fire firing your questions for T C hashtag ask T C. Um anything else, brother? I mean, look, we can talk we're gonna talk so much about this team and so much about the schedule, but what mm-hmm. else have you seen or what else are you thinking that we could touch on tonight for the night for tonight's podcast?
0: You know, I think we touched on a lot, man, just what we was talking about, mm-hmm. you know. Um like I said, we're gonna talk a lot about Saints anyway. You know, we're gonna talk a lot about. It. I think the the stuff we hit on was some good stuff. You know, I think that I just feel like the Saints have to come out on fire. Those first three games, talking going back to that, they have to come out on fire. If we come out and we go one and two, the first three games, it may get bad. It could get bad. We need to come out two and one or three and zero oh, those first three games.
1: Um, how, how short is the lead let me ask you this. How short is the lease for Dennis Dennis Allen?
0: Oh, he, he's there for a while. Okay. You got to give him time. You know, he's, he's the head coach. You can't, you can't turn the keys over to him and then, okay, well you got, if you don't do well this year, you know, we're getting rid of you next year. You got to give him time. You know, you have to give him time. He has to, he has to implement his character on the kids which he already have on that defense you know so they have to get to know who he is not as a defensive coordinator but as a guy that's going to run the show you know so you got to give him time to really build that culture i think the culture is already set that's why i was glad they hired somebody already on staff that understood the culture uh that's been around the culture so i think the culture is already set but i still feel like you have to give him time i don't think you need to put anything on him where he's stressing like, oh, Lord, if we don't have a good season this year, I'm gonna lose my job. Now, don't get me wrong. The NFL does stand for not for, for, not for long. So don't get that part twisted. So he still got to win. But I don't think that if he go out there this year and not have a good season that he's on the hot seat, because like you said earlier, they do have the fourth strongest schedule in the league. And they do have a new offensive coordinator, even though Pete been there for a while, still a new offensive coordinator you still lost your head coach you know so it's still things that is there to i'm not going to say give him an excuse cuz there is no excuses when you play in the league there is no excuses but there there will be reasons why if we don't have a good season that okay give him another opportunity i wouldn't i wouldn't jump the gun trying to get rid of him put him on the hot seat if we don't have a good season i feel like we are going to have a good season but even if we don't
1: last thing for me um the amount of money that you pay tyron matthew in the offseason isn't enough you know what i mean like when i look at this schedule it's it's not enough now mm-hmm. you know because Again, I loved I, – I really did love Marcus Williams. I thought he was a, he was so underrated because of the – and the Minnesota Miracle just dampered his right. um, ability. Mm-hmm. You need that dog. Like, keep, keep, let's – look, again, kick LSU out of it, okay? Mm-hmm. Got my, 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 my chesticles. I did chest today, T.C. And, you, <laughs> hey, you know what it's like on Thursdays when you do chest – like my, you know, my chest was like, you know, it got tight. You know, I was, for all of us, all of you listening to the audio podcast, I just spread my chest. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, bro. Like, I'm like a, I'm like a white boy in here. I like spread my chest. So I'm like, yeah, man. But seriously, seriously, that's why you pay Tyron Matthew what you pay Tyron. Mm-hmm. Because, because look, man. Here's another here's another thing. You're going up, you're going up against the, some of the AFC West teams too. You got the Raiders, you know, you got Tampa, you got mm-hmm. the Rams. I, I, man, look, I think that's it, it might be the most look, I feel like TC we're going to sit up at the at the end of the season and say it was the most underrated signing in Saints history. But you know what though? How many years he signed for? 4. two. the last two the last two are voidable. Okay. So like, so, um, God, I'm gonna spin some, spill some beans. Oh, God, I'll, I'll just say it. The way that Tyron's camp told me, mm-hmm. he got an 18 million dollar signing bonus. The first year of his mm-hmm. contract mm-hmm. is like 2.5 million. So like the Saint, the Saints really could be like a one and done, and voided after this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, like they could. It, it could be over. Okay, take like a $4 million dead money hit next season if they don't want him. Mm-hmm. Bro, he's paying like – it's like a pay-to-play with him. Like if he gets five interceptions in year two, they owe him like $2.5 million. Like the bonuses on the back end are ridiculous.
0: Well, that's good. So – That's – I mean – I mean, they they got him for a steal.
1: They they got got him still, and they they
0: did, and and it's a business. It's I think I think it's a business. Truthfully, if I'm in if I'm in the front office of New Orleans, that is that is your job to make sure that you because we was over the cap, you know, early we was over the cap before free agency. So the fact that we even got under the cap to even have enough money to get him here, and I'm just thankful the fact that he wanted to come here and he took the pay cut. Like, because he, he could have got more money somewhere else. So I'm just thankful for that. But the front office of New Orleans Saints, they always find a way to get it done. You know, so we got them for a steal. But would you think anything different?
1: Their I'm front not, office is great at do what they do. Not from Mickey. You know, like, this is how I envision it. Tom Benson started a business mm-hmm. and he hired an accountant. and The guy's name was Mickey. Let's just use a, you know, let's use a name named Mickey, mm-hmm. and he was saving Benson money, mm-hmm. and he walks up to Mickey and he's like, "Hey, brother, I just bought, I just bought the Saints. Do you like football?" And he goes, "I, I play fantasy all the time," and then he finds out how to money because if you notice with Mickey, he's always got a Jeff Ireland, and mm-hmm. the three seasons he didn't, seven and nine, seven and nine. And seven and nine, mm-hmm. okay. Mickey's Mickey is the the ultimate businessman. Mm-hmm. You know, like he is the general manager. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hire Jeff Ireland. Oh, you you told a kid that he sucks at football. So what? Come, you know, TC. Look, I, I'm not political. You told a kid. He told a kid he sucked. I, I mean, it got overblown. Mm-hmm. 2017 draft. Jeff Ireland, build a statue for him, you know, like do whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree the way that they've done things is, is so Mickey light. And I'm telling you, he, he is, a,
0: they are amazing at what you do, you know? And so that's my hat goes off to him. Like I said, just to get a, just to get a player of his caliber for that amount of money you know you got to take your hat off to the Saints front office they they are great at what just to get under the cap TC if amazing. he
1: makes if if Tyron makes one more all pro he ties that he ties Ed Reed brother he That's tie, crazy. right Brother <laughs> brother you, seriously you just signed Ed Reed and you don't I I I you know like Rich Eisen Tyron was on Rich Eisen today and he goes mm-hmm. Bro, you do know this. you make one more All-Pro, you tie Ed Reed. He goes, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. I like that. I like I that. Didn't care. Did, when they asked about, like, the Hall of Fame, he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to win a Super Bowl. I'm telling you, man, there's something about this team, bro. Something about this yeah. team. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's been great tonight. We've gone an hour. It's been fun. How do we want to conclude? I feel like we got to come up with a special way to conclude, but for tonight, how do we want to conclude tonight's podcast? Ah,
0: I don't know how you want to do it.
1: What do you think the record is? How about that? You know, look okay. we, we, we're not going to hold ourselves to it. Mm. um give me tw- give me a, give me eleven and six. Mm. Give me 11 and six, and they win it. And they win the division. Look, I, I like that. I, I like it,
0: but I'm going to go. Oh, shit. I'm going to go 10 and seven.
1: Okay. They and win they win they, the
0: win they win the division, and we win the whole thing. I think we start peaking right at the right
1: time. That's some spooky stuff, dog. Hold on. (laughs) That's some spooky stuff. Okay. Okay. Hey, if the Saints win the Super Bowl, can you you think they go full Texas and be like, (laughs) we're back. All right. (laughs) I got to say this. I want to conclude like this. I don't know her name. I think it's Angela. Mm -hmm. Me and my wife just renewed our season tickets. We're on the 50. TC, we're on row 22 on the 50-yard line. Shout out to my – I think it's Angela. The best Bloody Marys on the planet happen in the Superdome. That's how I want to conclude it. I'm looking forward to the best Bloody Mary of all time in the Superdome. You can't take my toy away from me. Look, I mean, we got – You know, we have our NIL deals with Mike Jones, who Who? you can't take my toys away from me. But for real, though, I I, TC, I was excited about last season. Mm -hmm. I'm more excited about this season than I've ever been. Oh, yeah.
0: And, And everybody should be everybody. What we did last year under so much adversity. You know, and we still was right there of making the playoffs. If who needed to win? Was it the Colts needed to lose or win? Colts needed to
1: win and we needed to win and we lost. And Colts lost.
0: Yeah, the Colts lost. We won, but the Colts got beat.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right.
0: Yeah, you know, so. God, Carson
1: Wentz. You can't trust a redheaded man.
0: (laughs) So just the fact of what we did last year. And again, this is the new year. You can't. Bank on what we did last year. It's a new year, but
1: My you mom. should give everybody hope
0: because we upgraded our schedule. We not a schedule. We upgraded our our roster. You know, so I feel like this year is maybe it.
1: All I know, believe in Saints podcast on the sidelines. TC, when you get us down the sidelines, I'm talking so much trash to Tom Brady. <laughs> I, I I might be the ending of the Saints franchise for talking trash that man. I. Sw- Look, I, we'll have to talk about the time I talked to Troy Aikman on the sidelines. Wow. Yeah, it went good. He, for, it didn't go good for us. He told, he, to up. Up. <laughs> <laughs> he told me to shut up. He told me to shut my mouth. <laughs> but, hey, dude, you don't come in the dome, bro. Like, we're fighting. Like, it, you know, right. but <laughs> nevertheless, I'll, I'll leave it alone for another podcast. All right, guys. My name is Blake Rufino. This is Terrence Copper. Two nights a week man dude I'm yeah. telling you we're building we're building something here like the Saints
0: yeah
1: we'll see yeah. y'all again next Tuesday uh, y'all have a good night peace out Girl Scouts <laughs> thank you for listening to believe